You ready to smash some meat together? Until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys. Hello, welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. I'm Eastside. Genuine. 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 Um, Genuine Tony. I want to apologize for my actions on the last episode. Um, Whatever could you be talking about? uh, Saying bust a nut. (laughs) I counted five times. It's a lot of times. It's just too many. You said it twice. Yeah, which is um, a, which is an okay amount of times. Um, so yeah, if you'll notice, there's no walnuts in sight. That's yeah. for the audience uh, benefit. That's that's good. They're good nuts, though. I know. I think I, I think we actually just finished them all. Yeah, um, one more. Well, yeah. there's just like five, like. Like they're just like we're just sitting here and they're right there. It's hard not just like to start just cracking into them, just like busting, just busting just, into. Something. I was trying not to use the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's hard not to bust into them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because walnuts are tasty. They're so good. They're, they're good. a tasty treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can walnuts say that, part three. <laughs> you can say that Derek is a five time, five time, five time, five time, five time bust an utter. Yeah, bust an utter. Yeah, it's been about that. Cow. About five times. Five times. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into it. We talk about wrestling on this podcast sometimes. Um, oh, and double toilets. And double toilets. We didn't talk about double toilets as much last time, which made me sad. It's because Brady was here. I, just because he did, he didn't. He, we didn't. Couldn't waste his time. About double toilets. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we recorded a two-hour podcast <laughs> about busting a nut. Yeah. No room for toilets in there. What, no, sir, Too many toilets. Not enough toilets. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um. I don't remember a lot. Did anything of note happen on Raw? Um, it was like they wrote Jason Jordan off. They wrote Jason Jordan off Finally. because he got neck surgery. Yeah, it's he weird. might actually be Kurt Angle's son. I would say his yeah. wife was like, "There's nothing wrong with him. He has a little neck injury, but he's fine." Yeah, and then the next minute, neck surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it is very weird that I popped for Seth and Roman teaming up as a tag team. No, because like, they're former tag champions. I mean, everybody loves the Shield. Yeah, yeah, it was just like shield. Yeah. Their famous catchphrase, just yelling shield. Nice. <laughs> it's just weird that like this whole shield feud thing failed because Dean got hurt, and they're like, well, no, Roman it. got like sick. Yeah, and then like then Dean gets hurt. Like they just couldn't keep it together. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people trying to hang out. It's like I can't. Oh, sorry guys, I can't make it. Yeah, I can't. Maybe next week, and then the next guy's sick. It's like, maybe in eight guys. months. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's eight almost, months to a year. Yeah. yeah. I it's mean, like when Alone was trying to become a band. <laughs> Home like, Alone? Yeah, it's like when my band Home Alone was trying to become a band. Macaulay Culkin was, could, could not be found. Get Kevin McAllister. Now he's everywhere. That son of a bitch just threw a paint can at me. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing paint cans, playing Velvet Underground covers about pizza. Yeah, you know, just yeah. the usual just stuff. Just doing his yeah. Culkin thing. Yeah, just Culkin out. That sounds like Colcoma- you're doing drugs. Culkamania. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so Jordan's gone. 
hopefully for a while. Well, I mean, he had neck surgery. He'll, he'll be back soon. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Seth. Yeah, like Seth is so just lost in the weeds yeah. right now. I mean, this is his second tag team partner in a row. I know, like, I know, Balor should be in like the bigger picture, but if they like not team them together, but they had a feud for a little bit. Well, I think that would make a little sense. Yeah, that'd be okay. Mm-hmm. But I like what they're doing with like the revival. Like, I'm liking that the revival first off is getting time. Yeah, because I love the revival. Like they're so good at what they do, and like, mm-hmm. just give them more minutes. Uh, they're letting Carl Anderson do offense now. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I, I know, because like, I always forget, I, he is so good. Yeah. If, if anybody wants to check out some of his stuff, check out his New Japan run. And G1 the, finalist. Yeah, G1 finalist 2012. Got a tattoo on his arm four times. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not really. But, but no, uh, yeah, he's really good. Mm-hmm. He actually had like, a great match in the finals against Okada. Oh, ended up wow. winning that one. Yeah. So nice. that was like the start of Okada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Okada. Chad, too bad freaking put you over. Strap the rocket to your brother. Nice. Um, yeah, I like, I mean, I want, like, Balor Club and some other entity entity to just fight forever. Well, I feel like there's a uh, an entity that's kind of opening up now. Mm-hmm. Ms. Taraj. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that would be pretty fun. The club versus the, the Ms. Taraj. Yeah. And yeah. the, I mean, put at least put the IC belt on Finn right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least like that's what I want to happen at Mania. Like, heard all the rumors about Miz at Mania, like him and Braun, and which could be fun and interesting. And I want Braun to get a belt at some point, but Finn needs one so bad. Yeah, I think Miz could get a good match out of Braun just because he would have to trick, play tricks the whole time. I don't think it could happen because Braun's best matches are when it's just this wild chaotic fight yeah and like he had like a good like no holds barred like false count anywhere match against Sami Zayn a long time ago oh okay and it was so cool because Sami Zayn is really good he can sell really well but also he's super innovative in what he does so he's like running all over diving off stuff throwing stuff at him and Braun like just just like toss him into things yeah or like throw him on top of like all the shit in the back and just like also like walk through hell and so finally like Sammy dove off the stage onto him stuff like that and then he still lost yeah I but think it was, it was a last man standing match was it last man standing yeah okay cause he like just kept getting up at like 8 and that 9 like Braun's best match yeah because first off Sammy Zayn is very good mm-hmm. and second it, it let him just do carnage that's what his matches need to be just pure carnage mm-hmm. yeah like his other best match is probably like the fatal four way for the belt, like, and that—that's all that match was. Was just that's Carnage, Carnage Joe yeah. and yeah. Brock and, and Roman. Okay. Yeah, and like it wasn't because of him. It was just, uh, it was just because everybody else kind of had a chance to shine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like he was a nice addition to it. Like, is, that, just, is that the match where he masterfully threw that office chair? That was the second that time he the threw the chair. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> he did it on Raw and then did it again. Yeah, yeah. At Joe and Roman. Uh-huh. <laughs> I loved the it's chair. So yeah. good. Um. Was it this week or last week where Elias pinned John Cena? This was that was this week. Yeah, that was wild. Well, what's so dumb about it is that like they're making like John losing not feel big. Yeah, yeah. And then, but like, they also it didn't let Elias really get the rub on it. Yeah, but also Cena beat Balor, and then Elias beat Cena. But he didn't really like Braun beat 
scene. The, at the end of the day, like the big thing I really want you to remember is that Braun is the guy standing over everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and Elias, I think, needs that last entry spot into the well, because like there's chamber. you can't believe. Like, yeah, there's no way he's gonna <laughs> see that. There's Braun. There's Roman. Oh, and the Drifter. <laughs> the Drifter number one. He like against like any of those guys should be dead. Yeah, yeah. that's the only believable way that that fucking Elias has a chance in the elimination. So then they have a um, a. So, four way, uh, four way match. Yeah, second chance. Second qualifier. chance, four way. That's gonna be Apollo Cruz, right? Yeah. Which I the I, Cruz I, missile. Yeah, Apollo Cruz, Balor, Hardy, and Bray. Wyatt. Oh, really? So yeah. Bray Wyatt okay. is, and Matt Hardy are probably going to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then Finn Finn's Finn pins win. Apollo. Yeah. No, the Cruz missile straight to the. I mean, top. Apollo Cruz looked. I thought he looked really good, like he's in the last so couple of matches. Like, I think he's like. I've, this is not an original thought at all. Like, I've heard it from every podcast I've listened to about wrestling. Like, he looks really good. Like, he looks like he's finally like figuring out how to wrestle on like on the main yeah. roster like mm-hmm. or they're letting him like one or the other but like he looked really good but it's also just way too early yeah to put him in that spot i think oh yeah but i think like, he should i mean with titus worldwide i think it could actually which is so weird i'm saying this about titus o'neill <laughs> like that that like vehicle could actually be really good for yeah. him. i mean titus o'neill is a really good manager like I and think, he just like, seems like a real nice guy oh yeah, yeah. like like a really good I, person. I saw a story this week that he like paid for like 350 kids to go see the premiere of black panther yes. like oh, yeah like he's a really good dude like and he, Mouth kisses his own son. Mm-hmm. Father of the Aww. year, literally one father of the year. Yeah, so he legitimately did. and like his uh-huh. whole like life story is also just like incredible. Like yeah, his mom was like thirteen when he was born. Damn. Like and like was like not intentional or her choice to be pregnant. Like that's yeah. how I'll say it. Like because it's yeah. really yeah. rough. Like the story about it, but like. It's like what he's done with his life is really inspirational. So I'm glad to see him get a good role. Uh, Him as a manager is perfect. Who every now and then will go and can throw a punch and get physical. Mm. But for the most part, like him being super charismatic on the outside and like helping with the the piece that Apollo is missing, which is the personality, which Titus O'Neil has in spades. So yeah, and I think and it, it's it, even good for Dana Brooke. I would say Dana Brooke in that role is doing fucking awesome. Yeah, you can tell she's mm-hmm. sinking statistician. Her, she's like sinking her teeth into it, and like it's cool to see her also get an opportunity where it isn't just like her playing second fiddle or. Now the, they started winning after she or, came in. Yeah, or like those, the, those st- the the storyline where she was like just saying, stats "I'm not good." Strong. It's like I'm not good, but like I'm getting better. And she was, was like reading a book, it's like being okay with your okayness. I'm yeah. Like, so yeah, it's so sad. Like, especially like she's also had like a rough life in the last year. Like her her, yeah. her boyfriend died, like and stuff, and it's been rough. But like, yeah. she seems also just like a really good person. Like, yeah, she seems super nice. And she's really athletically gifted and just got brought up to the main roster way, way too quick. Too soon. Yeah, she was like catching her stride in NXT, and all of a sudden they're like. All right, you're up here. And For I'll- some reason, Charlotte needs a heater because Charlotte's not good enough on her own. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Hi. Is it... Because they've done this with a few people. Like, they brought up Mandy Rose, Sarah Logan, and then... Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville and, like... Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Nia Jax, Paula Cruz. so many other, like, wrestlers who are so good in NXT. Like... 
because there's certain people they're going to want to, that they see money in. So when they bring them in, they're going to want to bring them in with high profile things yeah. or getting them a lot more of a rub. They want to build them more. Yes. And they're just like getting rid of people in NXT or, to make room. Or it's like the other ones are trying to fill a certain spot. They need a role filled. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes or, sense. And like also, if you look at the people they've brought up too early in the past, it's been a lot of people that look like Vince calls like it's people with a really good look that apollo are like is apollo cruz yeah yeah apollo cruz is like the and baron corbin they're those are like the two that are like yeah, those baron were corbin's tall yeah those were the two like vince those like vince calls all the way yeah. like like mandy rose like like she hasn't even been given a chance to really develop a character yeah or like really even show in the ring but she's like like a physically good looking girl. Yeah. And so, so like, like, that's, a, her, that's, a, that's a Vince one. She yeah. really does look like someone from the 90s. She looks, She's well, like specifically Trish. like Trish. She looks <laughs> yeah. exactly like Trish Stratus. Well, and then, like, on SmackDown, like, to fill a role, they need the dark haired, pale skinned girl, Ruby Riot. Yeah. There you go. They need the girl that goes out and hunts big game. Every <laughs> show needs that. Sarah Every show Logan. needs a Sarah Logan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean,. I, I like the idea of, like, Sarah Logan's gimmick because, like, the women's division hasn't gotten to be that, like, hasn't gotten to have the weird characters mm-hmm. that much that... I but, hope they start going into vocational characters. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the, the execution just is what's wrong with it. Like, she should have <laughs> been in NXT, like, because she's a really good wrestler. Like That's her, why they brought her up is yeah. because... She's the one that can work. Yeah, she's yeah. a really good worker, but like with Morgan can your character just like if there's issues with your character work on the main roster, it is so obvious so quick. Well, yeah. it's like these these writers, they don't understand somebody that's actually from like where she says she's from, where she actually is from. Yeah, and so that's what they think they say. <laughs> it's just like. This, and she isn't in the position where she can be like, you know what? I don't want to say that. She, where she's like, you ever seen a goose skin? Like, ridiculous. you ever seen a goose skin? Like, yeah, I, it no? feels like everything she like every time she speaks, it starts with you ever see? Yeah, you ever see? It's like Triple H and I find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually uh, it's kind of funny when she talks about that. You know, it's, like, it's kind no. of funny because I like I have seen I have seen that I have, I have seen it. Um, I do, yeah, like, I do wish there were more characters. I also wish they got more time to, like, do promos. Like, Bailey and Sasha's promo in the locker room was pretty decent. That's like, actually something really good that happened on Raw in the last two weeks. Both Sasha and Bailey had, matches like, against matches Asuka. against Oscar that yeah. looked like their Bailey NXT work. Bailey finally was looking yeah, like, she I know, I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. That is like, her best match since it. her last Asuka matches, like, on in NXT. Like, oh, it was so good, and, like, I like that, like, she earned her respect at the end and shook her hand and everything, but yeah. still, like, Asuka's like, nobody can beat me. Yeah. yeah. Which is sick. But I, they're... they're Ha-ha, sick. Their promo felt more natural. Like, it didn't feel as forced as because most of them. Because Sasha is playing a heel, and that's, like, what she's good at. Like, yeah. I mean, she's, like, a fine baby face, but it's... She also doesn't like it. It she's pales in comparison. Yeah. It pales in comparison to her work as a heel. Yeah. And her and Bailey just have such a history together mm-hmm. that, like, them working on a mic together is probably, like, so natural to them. Yeah. Oh, uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, also, they announced that... Uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber match, mm-hmm. which is going to be... Uh, uh, it's a weird match. It's for it's the a, title. It's for the title, but, like, who they have in it, like, I think, like, 
So it'd be wild. Who is all in it? Well, I, I can see why they put somebody like so it's Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. It's uh Mickey James. Okay. Sasha um, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville and Bailey? Yeah. Correct. Okay. And Nia Jax is not because yes. she's going to be fighting Asuka at Elimination Yeah. Chamber. So do they not count? Like, and, like, like They obviously don't, but they kind of do now. Like, it's weird. But, like, they don't count NXT as, like, main roster canon. But, like, the, all they do is bring up how Asuka was undefeated in NXT. And then Nia Jax is like, you know you can't beat me. It's like, she beat you multiple times <laughs> in NXT. Like, on takeovers. Like, she beat you. You yeah. tapped out. You She beat you somewhat and, recently, like, somewhat fluky, but, like, with, like, the injury angle they did with it. But, like, yeah, that's still yeah. a win. That's still a like, victory. She, like, like, she tapped her out one of them, and the other one, like, kicked her in the head and knocked her out and pinned her. Mm-hmm. Like, very decisive wins for Asuka yeah. against yeah. Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't want you to, like, remember that and think of that as canon. But they keep bringing up But they NXT keep bringing up NXT, like, yeah. to say, like, she's undefeated everywhere. It's like you can't like have both. Like yeah. it's like it's like WWE doesn't have good writers. They have too many writers. Oh, there's too okay. many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, too many so, cooks. What Esai wants is for Vince Russo to make a comeback. No, I wish they would have just kept Jimmy Jacobs. To be honest, yeah, yeah, because I he he's the one that like did like all the list stuff and. That was great, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. He's a very just, I love his mind for the business. But they also have like um, R.D. Evans in there, who's a Chikara guy. And like, if anybody knows Chikara wrestling, it's very comic booky and like out there. Hell yeah. And it's really cool that they'd bring somebody that's from that world into WWE to kind of give like a different spin on storytelling. Who, sorry, who was it in the Mae Young Classic that they kept saying was from Chikara? Abby Lath. Yeah, Abby Lath. She was yeah. the mm-hmm. first woman to be Chikara Grand Champion as Princess Kimberly. Cool. Kimberly. Lee. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Her last name was Lee. First name was Kimber. Nice. 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 Um, I don't know where I was Smackdown? going for that. Smackdown. Smackdown. Oh, no, no, no. Alexa Bliss, I liked her promo. I didn't because they, while the points that she brought up are valid, they are making it so it's a heel bringing them up, so we're supposed to hate that. We're supposed to hate what she's saying. Yeah, but they're true. I I saw that, and I'm like, oh, you pieces of shit. (laughs) Yeah, either that or they're face turning Alexa which is like that's Wrong. that's no, it's not good like <laughs> I thought her delivery of it was really no, good I thought though. yeah it seemed like a really face like promo where she was like if you're gonna do this equality thing like I want it but then it also on the the uh the other end of that where it's almost like oh are you like you haven't defended your title since tlc alexa like (laughs) yeah it's like that's also a good point why is this happening like i i like the idea of it but but yeah for sure she's not the one to say it like because it makes her a face or makes that statement a a heel statement yeah (laughs) yeah um it's just like and then like like the points she was making like like, I understand it. Like, it makes sense. But, like, it's, like, the fact that she's the one who's supposed... She's supposed to be getting booed for it. I'm like, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, uh, it just left a bad it's, taste in my it's mouth. It's kind of like Ginger's writing was pre, like, them making him just full-on racist against Shinsuke. Like, yeah. where they were, like, having him be booed for being from India. Like, yeah. that was what the writing, like, the summary of the well, writing for him was. He's from India. 
Well, he's from Canada, but he's from India, so go like, be from India and you'll get booed. Like, the idea of him speaking in Punjabi was, like, in their minds, a heel thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. That's, he just, like, wants to speak to, like, the people, like, that are watching from the country he's from. He wants to give them a little bit. Like, that's yeah. cool. Like, that should be cool. Like, when... But not to have people be when like, Oscar, speak When Oscar does speak. it, it's a face thing now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. These writers, these fucking writers. <laughs> Fuck. Where are they going? But isn't like the turnover rate like three months? That's the average writer turnover rate yeah. in WWE. But I mean, there's been a lot of them that are there for a while. I just you got to have like the thickest skin and like know that like things are gonna change all the time because Vince is out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And even when he was like on top of the world, he was still. Out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He's the one that wanted to give Kane a three-foot dick. Sick. <laughs> they wanted to work that into a story for no reason. And that was a big plot point for him. Ha-ha! Hilarious. <laughs> Dicks. Big He's a big hog. guy. He's got a big dick, huh? Big hog, big man. Mm. Sure go for a steak wrap. <laughs> um, SmackDown, I, I remember, was there were very little graphics. Yeah, mm-hmm. they scaled yeah. it back on the graphics. It was which pretty I much just Gable and Benjamin uh, I, had weird pop-up bad text, but yeah, it was not not the atrocity that happened last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rockstar, Rockstar. I'm so happy they didn't do that again. <laughs> I was not happy, <laughs> and I was like, I was nervous when the Usos came out because I was like, oh god, oh, here we get some more. Like, they're they, gonna do it. They just delivered a fucking killer promo. Yeah, I. It was almost like, hey, sorry about that, guys. Go, yeah. go redo that. We were but, trying something now. <laughs> sorry, we didn't want to lock everybody. But I will down. say, I was. I kind of missed them. <laughs> it's, it's weird that they did it for Gable and Benjamin, though. Yeah, like those were the two that they chose to be like. We're gonna give you the weird stuff. It's like, no, these are like the very straight laced guys. Yeah. yeah. They're like wrestlers. They're like, we're gonna bring prestige. Like, for, <laughs> if anyone has it, it should be New Day and it should be like in their like bright, Unicorns colorful font and like, and like stuff like that, like popping up. Like, that fits the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, just like comic book word bubbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that'd be Boom, great. Booms and pals. And, and, and then they yeah. like are able to see them. Like, they were able to tell when they went into black and white on the fat the fashion files that one time like <laughs> they just somehow have fourth wall vision hell yeah or also like when they had the time machine mm-hmm. and they went back in the 2009 kofi wanted to be left there this is my best year <laughs> <laughs> i did they had the a promo with them that i really really dug where they were like it was like they were the social media lounge people basically mm-hmm. this week and they like said oh, like which the, one of you is the best and they all just it seemed like they, they were about to like get you know fight, get into a fight and then they're all like it's obviously Kofi, Kofi? like yeah. here's all of his titles that he has because he so has a cute. lot of titles like and he's like yeah and, and then he said like yeah when I win world the world championship we'll all be champion and it's like I do want that like yeah. I would always say he's like if, if I could have one vote I would break it in half and I would give <laughs> each to each of you it's so good but they do have votes can yeah. we also talk about how the weird, top ten? Yeah. How weird that top ten thing was? Because like it didn't play a day, <laughs> except yeah. for them talking trash. Yeah, like Ty Gillinger was number ten because that's his gimmick. Ah. Yeah, like ten. 
that's the only one that seemed like oh this might be like actually like a shoot or the only 10 the only 10 where this might seem like a shoot <laughs> like and then it kept going like oh no this is obviously just in the order that they want this to be in like they're gonna yeah. put the new day like, above the usos so that they can like argue about that and like, the order, they didn't even argue about it they the order care. made yeah. too much sense it's like the champions are on top. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like, what's the, then it's the guy who won the, the rumble who's going to be challenging. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Orton was like real low, but like still kind of high. Still had to be on there because it's Randy Orton's a 13 time heavyweight champion. Yeah, he was number I'm nine. Surprised Cena wasn't on there. Yeah. Well, he's a free agent. I know. Well, I'm still surprised still, he wasn't on there. That's fair. <laughs> I will say, with Orton flying in for those RKOs, like if they just use him as that. I'm okay with Randy. Uh, yeah. be, if he literally never has a match, in, but just always RKO's everyone, just like at the end of matches, like yeah. that's his WrestleMania spot where they just are trying to find a way to sneak him out there somehow in that giant stadium. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'd be into that. Oh yeah, like he's just the RKO. He gets every, paid the every, same. He's like, every I sit time by the time the guy with my hood up. And weirder. <laughs> like he needs to stop with his hair. But it's very guy, strange. I'm not liking this at all. It's bothering me it's off-putting yeah it's weirder than john cena's hair now john like. cena's hair <laughs> um and then the only other thing i remember is knock or not nakamura uh sammy and kevin fight they are really good together i know yeah. that match was so good yeah and then i i did thought, i thought the end of it was a little ridiculous nobody uh, has the chemistry they do obviously so. yeah that's like the match was good but then I, I was so disappointed in the way they did the ending same like, here it's like aj lost his temper and like yeah dq'd it yeah it's like he's it's, like it's, it's like so he's obvious kind of turning heel a little bit really. honestly like, with him like beating the shit out of kevin when he was on the stretcher and then this it's like i get you want to have an edge on him yeah but it's not it's working in i my just fa- i, don't I like just get frustrated and can't control my temper yeah i think that they're like trying to kind of have him be like a little bit of a tweener because you can't have Shinsuke do that and so they're just like setting it up that's like oh he's got a little bit of an edge to him going into, he into mania total baby faces at the mania yeah main event. um but yeah i just i don't know i love sammy and kevin and i think i i might have heard this somewhere but um that's probably why it's in my head i would love it if uh, Sammy tur- Kevin turned face and Sammy turned heel and like Sammy just like actually got real mad at him and was like you know what it's my turn and he kind of said that he, he was yeah. like you always get the titles oh yeah it reminded me of Talladega Nights <laughs> like, like shake and bake yeah exactly it's it's almost the exact storyline. Like, they were a team, but Kevin always got the win. Well, he even said, I'm the one that gets the I'm titles. I'm the one that gets the yeah. titles. Yeah. I love that. He's such an entitled little baby. I love it. And then they're going to break up, and then Sane's going to be on top for a second, and then they'll come back together in the end. Yeah, do you think Sammy's going to take <laughs> to it? Fight, take to it off of AJ rat. for a second? No, not at all. Yeah? The, ma- the match is AJ versus Jinsuke. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I figure between Fastlane and Mania, nope. they'll, do, they'll switch back. No, nope. that's the only, like, I thought about that. Like, that's the only way to make this match even somewhat interesting is, like, surprise, AJ lost the title. and yeah. But then he'd use his rematch clause, yeah. like, on SmackDown and get See, it back. But it, it won't happen. It's it like won't. the thing, like, I'm going to watch that match and I'm going to know who wins. Like, it's, like, kind of why I'm, like... Bored with Brock matches. It's a, it's a, it's it's like, a means to an end. Like yeah. it's, it's supposed to. It's, this was literally just filling time. Yeah. yeah. Until Mania. Especially like since they like they announced that Corbin and Ziggler are gonna fight to like make it a fatal four way. Like I know. As soon want... as they announced that, I'm 100 percent sure now. Like 
Sammy or Kevin is going to put their do their finisher on Corbin or Ziggler. And then the other one is going to like cost them that pin, yep. like break that pin up. And then AJ is going to pin. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's going to be like, Corbin. like, you know, pop up power bomb. Then Sammy's going to be all pissed off at, at Kevin or whatever. Other way around. Super kick to whichever one. Then phenomenal forearm fly in. Boom. Pins that guy. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so it obvious. Up, it sets up seven, uh, Kevin versus Sammy at Mania. It sets up AJ versus Shinsuke. Yeah. Which I feel is and then you just have Dolph Ziggler back in the, in the uh, He's, uh, he's got to be Corbin. No he, fucking way would I he, accept. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to That gonna Corbin's going to be in a fatal four-way match for the... I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I, neither of them has I any steam going. In, I'm missing the point. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, why would they do that? Yeah, I'm sick of... I want champion matches to be one on one. Yeah, everybody does. Like, I don't want these triple threats, these quadruple threats. Because, like, especially this time of year, like leading up to leading up to Mania, like it's so obvious what the like what the booking is. You know, like you know exactly like oh the that person's gonna pin that person to protect these other people. Has it always been that way, or has Mania ever been a secret? Like, where you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know the matches beforehand. Like, they, like, actually build to them Like, how everyone's been expecting, like, Roman Brock since last WrestleMania. I mean, the WWE title match last year was that, but it was also a terrible match. Like, because it, like, it was Bray, like, winning at Elimination Chamber. And, like, as soon as that happened, it was like, oh, this is obvious, like. For the most part, like. Yeah, last year was, was it Bray Orton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why well, it's, it's yeah, like that's weird to think about now. Yeah, it's so hard for them to really organically build to something because they're not organic anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't been they're processed for a while. Foods now, and like the times when they've tried, okay, like yeah. the last time I remember them trying to do some organic builds and stuff was like thirty-two. There was some of that laid out, and then everyone got hurt. Like, yeah. and so I, it seems like they're very gun shy about like putting in these long-term plans for mania because then people get hurt in January well, and February. It's not and even that. It's like they, like they have something that they've been trying to do for years. Yeah. And it doesn't work <laughs> and they keep trying it every year. Mm-hmm. And that's like their end goal still to get Roman over and yeah. get him as the guy. Yeah. And I wonder if they even know what they're going to do after it happens. No, no, absolutely not. Like, they already had this plan three years ago at WrestleMania 31 and, like, mm-hmm. got, were like, oh, no, this isn't working and, like, sent Seth in to cash in. Which like, was a great moment. It was a great moment. Seth was, like, I thought, like, even though he was booked really weak, I thought it was a fun title reign because, like, J&J security was fun. It was just, like, a very, like, chicken shit heel title mm-hmm. reign, so. And it should have been even better. He got, but then he got hurt. Like. Yeah. yeah. But he was supposed to lose <laughs> How come, so like, New Japan, like, the booking's a year in advance, right? Yep. How come they don't get hurt that much? They, okay, the amount of singles matches they wrestle is a fraction compared. Oh, yeah, because they don't, it's not weekly. Okada, and they do so many tag matches, like, Okada did something like 30 or 40 singles matches in the last year. Roman is like over 200. Yeah, because they also do house shows. Okay, that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of chance for them. Yeah, yeah. Like, they work a more like 
you know, a more dangerous style in a way, but that's not like where most of the injuries come from. Injuries come from an accumulation of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why you see guys that are working on TV weekly suddenly, oh, they're hurt, but nothing like happened to yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's because it's like, it's not one thing, it's all of it. That makes sense. And also, it's like after like tournaments and stuff, like they're big, they're big stuff, they usually have a break. Yeah. Because after the G1, they are toast. Like, some of those guys are hurting so bad. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you see it. I mean, like, and you see injuries happen. Like, I mean, Kojima just, like, I'm pretty sure just tore his uh, ACL. Like, he's going to be out for a while. I mean, Tanahashi's should have been out for yeah. a long like a long time ago. Okada's been working hurt, too. He was working hurt last year. Omega's, like, almost consistently banged up. Uh, Will Ospreay's, like, 24. Yeah. And, like... Has like like says he hurts like he's like Terry Funk at fifty. <laughs> so it's like they're banged up. It's just like they don't have to go four nights a week. Even in house show matches that are quote unquote easier, still have to go. Yeah, I mean like you still see like people get hurt at a house show matches. Like both of the guys in the revival, both their injuries came at house shows. Yeah. Paige's injury came at a house show. Like you're still wrestling. Like, yeah. even if it's in like a tag match and stuff, like that's how pages happen was in a tag match, like that are supposed to be like the safer matches to be in. Damn. Oh yeah. Um, NXT Sanity did some cool shit. I remember. Oh yeah, they had that cool ass match. Yep. Sanity and uh, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Man. I love everyone in Sanity, and I love everyone in the Undisputed Era. They're mm. all so they're good. So they're all so good. good. Um, I love what they're doing. Like, I know, like, I kind of want, like, guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish to not get beat. Yeah. But, like, them getting beat's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't kill Because, well, they're also new, and Sandy's been there for a grip. Well, I mean, they, they, their characters can lose because they're still the... <clears throat> The tag team champions, mm-hmm. and then also Adam Cole, like the greasy heels. Yeah, he's fine losing. I have a question, NXT question. If it seems like the title, so the title picture right now, as it stands, mm-hmm. is Gargano and uh, Almas. Almas. Regardless of how that goes, where does Adam Cole, if because if he's not in that direct sort of title picture, what's I wonder what his Finish up with sanity, yeah. Mm. Finish up with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I what I think is like Alistair Black's gonna get yeah, pushed he, up into that title he has picture. To be next. Yeah, and, and so you gotta you just gotta wait. And like, he'll 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 win it, and then yeah. Adam Cole will like slot into fighting him because yeah. they already have like issues and stuff. And they'll just the sanity. I think sanity is getting called up after Mania, so they'll. You know, finish up this thing with Undisputed Era at that takeover and then get called up. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Aleister Black gets called up sooner. I, man, I wouldn't either. I don't want him to. I know. I want yeah. him to be Maybe NXT it's just because I just started watching NXT and I ju- I'm just seeing him. But, like, I don't want him to get ruined. Well, he like also like, just, like, recently, like... Has been on NXT. It's not like he's been. Uh, okay, so he's not. He's not that old. No, no he's not, less than a year. Yeah. like it okay. was. Chi- like, was I, it Chicago's premiere? No, it's okay. the one before that. Yeah, it was one before that. But I, I mean, I've just known him because I've known Tommy End. Yeah, but at the same time, like as Alistair Black, that character hasn't been there for a while at all. Okay, yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like I think and, he's been there for about a year, actually. Yeah, I think was it the, was the Toronto. 
Yeah, it's Toronto. Uh, was that against Almas? Well, Tor- the Rumble one was San Antonio, so Toronto was the one right after Mania? No. Rumble was in San Antonio yeah, last right. year. Was it San Antonio? It was whatever that one was. Yeah, or Orlando. Yeah. Which was about Mania last year. But, yeah, he's a, about a year. About like, a year now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a year, yeah. Because his, his match was against, I want to say it was against Almas. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle or anything like that, or his music to change, yeah. or him not to be able to do those cool-ass kicks. Man, that's how I'm feeling about Cassius Ono. It's like, I want big things for him, but I don't know where he's I he's, think, where he's going. Do you think he'll ever get called up, or do you think he'll just become a trainer when he, like, I would love for him to get the op- opportunity to get called up. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what they would do with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, him and sure. Alistair Black have the funniest tag team ever get called up together. <laughs> oh, that tag team on the Indies was great. Oh, I didn't even know that was a real thing. But <laughs> yeah, someone's got the big old forearm hits, and someone's yeah, got the big old was, kicks. Uh, they were called Great Name because their names were better on the Indies. It was. <laughs> I don't know. Alistair Black's. Like, it is really good, but game. Tommy End is really good. Too. It was like Heroes Eventually Die or something like that. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what it, like what their team name was, but it was, they were really cool. I mean, I saw them against the Lucha Brothers. They were sick. Oh, fuck, that match was so good. Hell yeah. Rad. They, they'd be a great tag team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just really hard hits. Yeah, yeah. just hurting Give, people I mean, for given real. their characters now, that would be a strange sight to see them together. Kind of <laughs> like the... Yeah. Just like, yeah, <sighs> just... Kashizono wearing his weird jerseys. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like they gear swapped for a match and just Alistair Black in a weird jersey tucked into his tights. Yeah, and his, his rash guard jerseys. And then uh, Chris Ono or Chris Ono. Cassius. Chris Ono. Cassius Hero. Cassius Apollo Hero. Apollo Anton Ono. Um, the, the former US speed skater. Yeah. <laughs> Great goatee. He wears like those like those arm things that are like fake tattoos but they're like just sleeves and he's wearing Alistair whole shirt one he's wearing Alistair Black's like actual jacket so it's just like (laughs) ripping off of him god that'd be great it would basically be Chris Farley yeah that guy in a little coat he is the Chris Farley of wrestling Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true I don't think Chris Farley could hit like that. So <laughs> Chris here doesn't. Well, that's the of wrestling part. Table real yeah. good. He also doesn't do drugs. Yeah, he did do that table spot real good in, on that in that yeah. SNL skit. That's true. Does take a mean table. Yeah, it takes a pretty good bump. <laughs> um, well, is that anything? Uh, Candice showed up. Yeah. Gargano just had a great promo. Oh, he, yeah, he's, like, he's hitting his stride so well. Yeah. He's, like, there's only, like, one person I can say is, like, definitively better than him in the world of WWE, and that's AJ Styles right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would rather watch Gargano. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's because we've seen a lot of Styles. That's true. If Styles was in NXT, it would be... Styles is so good. Like, and it's like these weird little things that he's so good at too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he's this good on the main roster when like the constant complaint is, man, they're like no one can get their style to translate. So they're not as good as they were on the indies. Like he's just as good as he was on the indies on the main roster. Like he's the one guy that's like figured it out more than anyone else. Yeah. Awesome. Um, there is yeah. something from SmackDown that I forgot that I think is very important. Back. Um, Shane at the beginning of the show when he talks about like the the top 10 thing saying like yeah so like we'll actually like you know we're here to listen to like what people think and stuff and then the entire crowd yeah. started chanting Rusev Day. Hell yeah. And yeah. he said noted. Yeah. Which is 
is so good. Rusev, like, if he he needs to, I mean, I don't know what him. I mean, he's over with the crowd, but he needs something. The thing is, well, this is what I'm worried about. Rusev Day, while it is over with the crowd, it's the new weird thing in wrestling that gets over. The fashion yeah. files. It's the fashion files. Okay. It's Daryl Takahashi. Oh, uh, it's like a fad. It's the it's the ten chant. It's the new weird Bobby cool Roode's entrance music. Bobby Roode's entrance mm. music. It's all the stuff that gets over with the crowd for a while, and it gets over super hard. Yeah. But then fades away. Yeah. It's kind of like I, I think it is kind of good how it is. Like is I like watching Rusev, but is he that good of a wrestler? Yes, he's yeah. great. He's okay. A, I mean, like, it's easy to forget. Like I forget this sometimes too. Like when he was like. You know, he fought for the U.S. title this week, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, he I really want him to win that. I was like, wait, he's a two-time U.S. champion already. Yes. Like, and those runs were great, like, with with the belt. Like, he was a great U.S. like US champion, and, like, with a totally different character at that point. Like, yeah. it, But he still feels like such an underdog because he's been so buried for over a year now. Yeah. But... Because he cut his hair and Vince hated it. Mm. He's pretty. He's uh, handsome Rusev now. Yeah, he's like the Bulgarian George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, back to NXT. Uh, Gargano's promo, like, I loved it. Um, I did, like, I know Vega is a heel, but, like, here listening to men yell at a woman to shut up really, like, irks me. Um, but then when they started yelling, we want Candice, I got stoked. That was good. Yeah. It was it was just a cool moment. Yeah, it was cool. And I'm glad her and Johnny are working together. Also, just can't wait for her to start wrestling. Mm. It'll be Same really here. cool. I can't wait either. Um, she's great. I can't wait for everybody to see how great she is. Because mm-hmm. she's somebody that I've like enjoyed her work for for a number of years now. And like her getting this opportunity... It is just so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about like a lot of the guys that get signed, like Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano. Like these guys, I've seen Russell for years, and like I'm just watching them now and seeing like your guys' eyes open to Gargano. Yeah. Instead of like give you guys a bunch of shit, like I told you guys about Gargano. At the same time, I'm so stoked you guys actually get to see like this person that is so good and deserves to get this huge platform because they are so damn good at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's just, and she's like one of them. I'm just so stoked that finally everybody gets to see how freaking awesome she is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she freaking deserves it. She's got so much hype behind her coming into it. I think it's going to be nothing but good things for her. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. She, she's awesome. Uh, I didn't watch 205 Live. I did because of fucking yeah. Roddy Strong. That's exactly what I wanted to bring great. up. Yeah. It was so good. First <clears throat> off, they had Lindsay Dorado versus Kalisto. Yeah. And they let him do like lucha yeah. things. It was, it was <laughs> they a did a good lucha. match. It was, it was, it was good awesome. Lucha and thing. it was a good lucha thing. And speaking of that, Kalisto actually had a good promo because it didn't feel scripted and bad like that. It didn't feel like he was forgetting a line. No. It felt like he was just talking. It's like, oh yeah, he's a really like charismatic guy. Like, yeah. he just... I think has issues memorizing lines. That's because I wouldn't be surprised if, like, English was not his initial language. No. Yeah. Like, it yeah. seems like yeah. it's not. But, like, so they shouldn't put that pressure on him. Like, the same as, like, when Shinsuke, like, Shinsuke's a great promo, but, like, when he has, like, too many lines to mm-hmm. say, like, it comes off as awkward and stilted and ruins what's great about him. Like, yeah. Because, like, it's not only that he's having to 
say things that aren't natural, like because they aren't things he might actually say. It's also in his second language. Yeah. Like, it makes it even weirder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that was good. Um, 205 Live is now under the administrative uh, umbrellas yes. of Triple Yeah, H. that's what I was going to say. Let's talk about why so, it's good. Before we really move on, that Roderick Strong Hideo Tommy match was so freaking good. I was not going to watch 205 Live, but I was like, they're wrestling? Yeah. Okay, and yes. They mm. just hit each other so hard. You can tell they're very comfortable with each other in the ring. Nice. Like, they didn't slow down. Roddy did his usual comeback, which is like, I hit like five moves in three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like knee, punch, elbow, <laughs> slam, another slam. I'm Roger Strong, fire up. Yeah. And that was good. they actually gave him the win, which is. Um, as you're going to be saying, is like Triple H is kind of the one spearheading now as we're kind well, of getting into Drake it. Maverick is. <laughs> Drake Maverick is spearheading. Is he a real leprechaun? He's five foot two. Yeah. I looked Rockstar, it up. Rockstar Spud? I mean, yeah. that green suit that he wore. He looks real good. Yeah. He is the same height as Candice he's LeRae. He's yeah. orange. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's, he's a very, very tan boy. No, he's Australian. He's orange. He's, and he's a spud. No, he's, oh, is he he's Australian? British. Oh, he's British? Okay. Yeah. I thought he was Irish because he sounds like a goddamn leprechaun. <laughs> no, he's British. Hard stars horseshoes. He's British. Okay. So he's not. He's not. He's British short style. Yeah. But no. <laughs> God damn it. No, but I thought, I thought like that whole thing was really cool. Um, I liked it. Like, Wait. like I like that. Like, he's there. Like, I love his input. Mm. Like, I, like, you could tell they're changing... Like everything that they're doing on two hundred five live, it makes sure the crowd knows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. he like said that thing, like said the thing that Gulak like we're you know we're gonna like focus on the wrestling now. Like yeah, it's like which I you know I hope that they don't actually like rein Drew Gulak's like character work in too much, but it's a good way to like get it across the crowd. Like yeah, hey, we're didn't like, he say that that train has left the station or something? Yeah, I think those are exact words. Mm. <laughs> It's good. Very good. But no, with Triple H in charge, it kind of brings like a, like kind of some weird things because this is like the first band roster show that he's like really in charge of. Like, yes, he is in charge of NXT, and it's uh, NXT is like the black of, and yellow brand. The black and yellow brand, yellow ropes forever. Nice. But um, it's like a cult following. Like NXT, like mm-hmm. everybody. Loves NXT. They have the best WWE branded shows. Yeah. Sometimes even just the best shows, some of the best matches. It's had the best match WWE in six years, seven years. And like consistently, like the second or third best match on a takeover is better than the best match on the pay per view. Yeah. It steals every pay per view weekend that they're on. And like their weekly TV show is the best one hour of WWE programming that they have. And so with him being brought up and they're like being a conscious effort to say, hey, we're rebooting this. Hey, we're rebooting this. I feel it's going to do huge things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he's bringing up like guys like Roderick Strong to be like, hey, we want to make this feel different. That's why they brought Tyler Baden. That's why they're bringing in Mark Andrews, who I'm so stoked is going to get like this big like TV match. Like mm-hmm. Mark Pop-pop. Andrews is really good. Pop punk all the way, that guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> hearing Michael Cole say stage dives at high five still like <laughs> makes my stomach like yeah. me, me in 2010. Stage dives and high fives. Yep. Michael Cole saying that though. Like 
No, that was Derek in 2010 and was Michael Cole saying that. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. You were Michael Cole then, weren't you? Yeah, it was a weird time. That sucks because that's what Michael Cole was like. Oh my God. Oh no. (laughs) You Um, heal Michael Cole. I knew it. Yep. Yep. I've like gone back and watched the matches from that era and his commentary literally ruins matches. (laughs) Yes. And it's not, it, that is not really his fault. He was literally asked to be a heel, and he was being a heel, but having a heel be your play by play commentator. Yeah, yeah. that's is color the commentary. Worst business. thing I've ever seen. It was not cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Trips. He's a good guy. Um, do you think part of 205's Live's problem, I've heard this on other shows, is because it's after SmackDown and people are tired? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, look 100%. at the crowd. Like, it's half empty on yeah. a lot of them like especially when it's like on if they're on the east coast that's like 10 11 o'clock by yeah. the time that shows and out it's a like, tuesday night yeah it's a tuesday night Gotta go like, work in the morn and like also like that style of wrestling is like it's like nxt like it's cooler and like better because it's like in front of a smaller crowd like yeah the, the crowd's hotter for it like they should be in front of a smaller crowd like mm-hmm. yeah and it, it should be like getting everybody warmed up because I feel like you put that Lindsay Kalisto match before everybody's like all tired from seeing the big stars. Yeah, that match is gonna blow people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are gonna be fucking jacked and they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Hell yeah!" Like, I'm so stoked to see wrestling. Yeah, like I know, like when I like when you go see like a live wrestling thing, like the first match always needs to be a hot opener. Yeah, because that just gets people pumped. Yeah, then you you know, hit it with the comedy in match two and mm-hmm. then. Bring them down in match three, then pump them right up until the intermission, and kind of start up again, like on a smaller scale, to the main event. And by having these guys open the show and be able to go and, hey, go put on 40 minutes of just fast paced, like nonstop action, yeah. that's going to get them ready to go see like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to dang do it. Just, I mean, they're all already on Raw. Just change the first hour of Raw to be 205 Live. Yeah, I'd, be, yeah, I'd Rod, be down with that. Raw don't need to be three hours long. Well, but yeah, if but an you, hour of it say, was 205 that's Live. That's USA Network. It's not WWE. Oh. WWE wants to be two hours long. Oh, really? Vince himself has said that he thinks actually the perfect amount for a wrestling show is 90 minutes. Mm. Oh. Hell yeah, Vince. They just get paid. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's only so many reruns of NCIS they can run, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, and they, like, they used to have, like, big shows that, like, people really liked. They don't anymore. Like, no. Every time I turn it on, it's either Law & Order, or that reality show with that weird. Chris Lee? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Lee knows best? Yeah. <laughs> Do you watch Chris Lee? No. I see. I've caught the last five minutes because I. Because he's forty. And because he's when hot. I turn on the USA Network that I definitely pay for. I'm forty and I'm hot. I mean, I like him a lot. He's very Wait, no, funny. No, you don't. He's very don't. silly. Why does always feel like Chris Lee? In the five minutes burst that I've no. seen him, his wife told it. Somebody, somebody help me. His wife told him. I don't dick know joke. who. I don't know who this guy is, but I like him. He's a guy that I had literally never heard of before. He had this show that yeah. just happens to be right around Raw all the time. And yeah. It's like, who is this person? And he has two shows on USA now. Yeah, just bring me back my reruns of Burn Notice. You know, bring me exactly. back some. Bring me back yeah. some Monk. Yeah, I haven't watched like the last five seasons of Burn Notice. I need to get caught up on that. Yeah, fuck what House? Fuck, I'd watch that again. Yeah, House was cool. I um, never watched Burn Notice. 
The only thing about Bird Notice I know is there's an SNL skit where it's a game show hosted by Bill. What Hader. is Bird Notice? Yeah, <laughs> I was watching Bird Notice at the time, and I it was the funniest thing in the world yeah, because like, it was like no one knew anything about Bird Notice. <laughs> name anything. <laughs> It's won a bunch of awards. <laughs> somebody name anything about Bird Notice. I love Bill Hader. He's shout out Bill Hader. He's the yeah. best. Comes and hangs out in Boise. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And but shout out Bruce Campbell. Bird Notice was like pretty good. Yeah. Bruce Campbell was on it. Whoa. Big big fans of the show. <laughs> and then just like, well, we don't know what we're doing, so we're gonna just make you Ash again. Hey, I mean Bruce Campbell is involved in the wrestling biz. Haven't you Bruce seen Spider Man? Wait, he is. Yeah, he's the announcer at the uh, at the cage match in the first Spider-Man God movie. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Bonesaw, baby. Bonesaw. I, I Bonesaw's ready. He's the one who names him Spider-Man because he's like, I'm the the human spider. He's like, human spider. that's dumb. <laughs> I'm spider That is really dumb. I'm the human spider. It's like, no, you're not. Shut up, Spider-Man. No, you're not Tobey Maguire. But I would love a dude with a chainsaw arm who also wrestles. That's really dangerous. Yeah, well, it's not, you don't turn the chains on. No, I, you can still cut yourself on. Those have you ever seen Kenny Omega updates. do that? The chainsaw arm move. Mm-mm. It's very dangerous. Oh. He one time got his own hog. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it happened Clipped in his hog. PWG against Will Osprey. Did he have oh. a chainsaw? Yeah, he does. He did a move where he turned his arm into a chainsaw. chainsaw. Oh, I see. Speaking of oh. Will Osprey. Uh huh. Oh yeah, that's actually probably the biggest thing that happened all week in wrestling. <laughs> that press Their conference. like photo shoot promo thing. It is the best, like my favorite thing, and like it's so weird. It's the one of these just Hiromu Takahashi feeding Will Ospreay fried chicken, <laughs> and then <laughs> when someone questions him, asks him if he bought it at the Seven Eleven on the way, he gets very mad and starts going off at the reporter, and then at the very end says. I forgot that he prefers grilled chicken, and I'm very sorry. I like, that was how he ended. I prepared this chicken. He's like, and he looks at Will Ospreay straight in the eyes and says, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's, it's He okay. says, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> like, it's a thing. It's a press conference for their match against yeah, each other. Like, it's supposed to be, it's a title match, which is going to be a very good match. Yeah. But like, is, so is Will Ospreay a heel? Who knows? Okay, because he is so polite. It, it, pip, pip, chair, yo, motherfucker. He's like, he actually says that in the ring, by the way. He's like... Not just making fun of him. He was just super polite in the those videos. And well, I How like, do you react to like this weird like? Like, it pervert. just seems like they're... Well, yeah, I mean, if you've ever been legit- fed fried chicken, it's it's a humbling experience. It seems like they're legitimate <laughs> friends, though. Like That seems like you know from experience, Matt. I've, had, I've been fed many foods, and fried chicken is one of the kinder ones you can be fed. <laughs> And opens up your heart, <laughs> but it is literally well. It kind of closes, it closes it up your heart. It but. Closes it. Anyways, check out those those vids. There's one where Takahashi just starts laughing out of nowhere, like because he acts like he's gonna leave and then laughs like he's a fucking maniac. Because he is a maniac. Maniac, maniac. On the floor. Also, just the reaction of the new Japan president who's sitting there during <laughs> the press conference. To, like, he did, literally has his face in his hands for a while, of, and it's just like, this is the greatest they thing. They just don't like, know what to do because he's just this weird, like, Takahashi's this weird so, pervert. So it's not, like, it's not a work? He's just a weird dude, and, like, they're all really strange. Mm. Like, all the uh, LIJ guys. Like, one of my favorite things in the world is I just read this online. I, I don't know if you sent it or... so I saw it on Twitter. But it's like, 
Sonata and Naito were eating dinner, and a bunch of reporters came to talk to them about everything. They said, hold on, wait a second, we'll... Be... And, like, they finished eating, and it's like, okay, we'll be back. And they just left, and it's like, those guys are the bill. Hell yeah. <laughs> they made the reporters pay for their food? Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a move. Like, no, they're just that's like... That's a fucking move. No, I think they're just, like, weird dudes. Like, all of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Especially Takahashi. Love him. Also, I think it's like part of his gimmick is he's just like a strange pervert. He's a fucking wild boy. He's a fucking wild boy. Taking time bomb. Yeah. He's fucking. He fucking blew up already. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's get into the thing we talked about talking about. Um. To- talking about it. Today was the anniversary of someone's retirement. Oh, I cried when he retired. His name is Brian Danielson. You may know him as Daniel Bryan. Um, let's talk about like why he's so cool. What? Why he's important? Um, you know his legacy. His legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a legacy? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel like there's uh, many reasons as to why he's so important to the world of wrestling, and why he's so popular. Number one, the dude should have never made it. Yeah, so it's like a mm-hmm. super underdog story, right? Yeah, like, because like he loved wrestling, but like in the world of wrestling, you have to be a certain size and a certain weight, mm-hmm. and have a certain attitude and a certain look, and do all these things. Especially like back in the early two thousands, like oh, when yeah. he's breaking in, like it was Steroid City. Yeah, if you see the SmackDown like oh six roster, they're all jacked to the gills, like about to burst. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure if you would have poked Chris Benoit at that time. With like a needle, he would have exploded. Yeah, and I like, know so many guys looked like that. And yeah, it was like Bobby Lashley and like people like that, all just gigantic people, like about to like rip at the seams. Yeah, and he's just look little, at Batista. Yeah. He did. He like tripped walking his dog, and he tore his like hamstring or his quad. He tripped walking his dog. <laughs> Jesus. The big, yeah. Have you, ever walk, have you ever tripped walking your dog, Matt? Oh yes. Did you tear your quad? No, I was fine. I was relatively unscathed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his muscles were just growing at such a rapid pace that it tore. Well, mine Mm. are just stronger than his. Like, Brock wasn't around at that point. Matt is stronger than Batista. (laughs) He's calling you out, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Fuck like you, Dave. Brock was like Brock Lesnar wasn't around at that point, but like he wouldn't have looked as gigantic as he does now at that point. That's how big people were. Like he is the most massive-looking person when you see him next to other people. And yeah. he was like much closer to the norm at that point. Oh yeah. Oh man, that saying Brock Lesnar that reminds me. Uh, we were watching the, uh, I think it was like the Eddie Guerrero collection oh, on the yeah. network, and his match against Brock where he won the title. No way out. Oh, Brock so looks good. like yeah. a little baby man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like such a young boy. So fucking strong, well, scary, but like young. wearing trunks still. Yeah. That's how I feel about like looking at the Rock. When he was wrestling, and now, yeah, like it's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he was rocked then. Now he's Dwayne Johnson. That's true. But two um, different people. Back to Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah, when he was really coming up, like he one hundred and eighty pounds, five foot nine on a good day, like wearing lifts, <laughs> vegan. Like he was vegan for a while. I don't think he's like fully vegan. I think he's more vegetarian. Yeah, because. he's said before like it kind of messed with it. Like it was really bad on his body. Like A lot yeah. of things were really bad yeah. on poor guy's body. Like, he had, like, high liver enzymes when he first got signed to WWE. And, like, they don't know why. It's something that happens to people who, like, are super heavy drinkers. And, like, it, for him, it just was a... He's like, literally never had a drink in his life. Yeah. So. Um, he had um, 
I forgot what that disease is called, but he ends up with like, like kind of like splotchy skin. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, he had that. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. I think it starts with a V, but I don't know. I don't know. There it is. Tillingo from the back. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Katie, Thanks, with, Katie. Katie with the assist. Yeah. From the next room. And so like he has that. Like he isn't driven the same way that other people are. They took a test in WWE to kind of see like how like like driven to like just fucking go out there and do it. He scored the lowest. Yeah. Like the lowest that they'd see like in the company. <laughs> Jeez. But it's like he wants to be the best. He loves wrestling just so mm. much. He just like looks at like his like inspiration and like drive for stuff is just totally differently motivated than anyone else. Yeah, Wasn't he like bad at promos for a while? Wasn't that he was like necessarily bad? It's just that like that's not where his passions were. It's it's not where his passions are. It's just it's not that he. It's like they would script him these weird things again, and like he just wants to go out there and say, "I'm you're gonna get your fucking head kicked in," and then kick some heads in. That was one of my favorite nice. indie chants, by the way, is when they used to chant that. Kick his head in? Uh, no, uh, like the chant was like, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in a bunch of claps. <laughs> that's a very, that's a mouthful chant. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The best chant ever, just a little tangent on chants, was, chant, was chant. Chuck Taylor. That It just ended up just saying that it was like, Chuck Taylor is the best wrestler in the world and is in better shape than Tyler Black. <laughs> <laughs> More, better Black. shape than CrossFit Jesus? He has a personal vendetta against Seth Rollins, but that's not my story to tell. He made out Seth Rollins made out with his girlfriend on his birthday once when they were younger. Seth. Seth. Sounds like one of those Davenport boys. Yeah, exactly. But um so like when he was coming up, like he got signed super early. He went to Shawn Michaels school. Mm-hmm. And the thing is everybody's like, oh, Shawn Michaels is a trainer. His real trainer was Regal. Yeah. yeah, William Regal's really the guy that helped him with the business. Like, Shawn Michaels kind of more so lent his name and was there a bit, but like, William Regal was the guy that was really helping his development. So he got signed super early and got sent to, uh, I think it was like Memphis Championship Wrestling. The developmental was in Memphis at the time. Um, and then like uh, Brian Kendrick, Spanky. Mm. And um, they both got let go real quick because, like, they dissolved that territory. I think they got, like, all the WCW guys that they wanted. And so, you know, when you have guys like Lash LaRue and Lodi, <laughs> got to let go some top talents. <laughs> and so, like, he just started doing independent wrestling and doing New Japan and, like, killing it. Like, Ring oh. of Honor, like, becoming, like, a fixture there. Mm-hmm. And learning all he's these. He's one different... of the uh, on his Wikipedia article one of the founding fathers of Ring of Honor. Yes, he's considered one of the founding fathers of Ring of Honor with like Low Key and like Christopher Daniels. Like he is like one of the best independent wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. I think he won like the like best of like the independent like it was like a, the Super Indies tournament. Like, he was just having all these great matches in front of relatively nobody. Yeah. Just his entry in championships and accomplishments is huge. Yeah. Um, and Ring of Honor is like where he really got his notoriety and fame. He had amazing matches with everybody there. Like him versus like Morishima. Him and Nigel McGinnis. <laughs> like yeah. him and Punk. Just like him and anybody that they'd put him in there against, he did really well. Mm-hmm. And like... Um, he was just so proficient in wrestling and love loving wrestling and the grappling and the and the storytelling but more, like just 
the technical aspects and thinking of it in such a different way. He was a trainer at the Ring of Honor school. Damn. And so when he got signed, I remember it being such a huge deal. Because this was before a bunch... Like, when he got signed again, like, in the late 2000s, it was before they had really come alive again with, like, with signing independent works like they do today. Mm-hmm. Like, today, like, everybody waits for these independent guys mm-hmm. to get signed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, when's he going to go to WWE? Like, I started to see that about uh, Flat Earth or Flipcourt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, when's he going to go to NXT? Ricochet was one of those guys for like last couple of years. Yeah. What's he gonna go there? Well, he's there now. Yeah. He's, he had a house show. Oh, he oh he was on some tapings, brother. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which and but, so what? I was gonna say which look, I don't even want to spoil stuff if people want to watch that, but look pretty buck wild, and I'm very stoked with what they did with yeah. Ricochet. Oh, you see that he's wrestling as Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's awesome. Rick O'Shea actually. <laughs> One of the O'Shea brothers from exactly. Little Giants. <laughs> Little Giants, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, so when he came in, he went to FCW for a spell. Florida Championship Wrestling, right? Yes. Yeah, pre-NXT. Yeah. And then, like, he was really good. Like, there's no ways around it. He's just so damn good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And so he was on the first season of NXT when it wasn't developmental. It was a weird reality-esque game show weird thing. Oh, he was? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it that was teaming. It. it was teaming. Oh, no, I saw it. I saw it. I remember and, now. Rookies and pros. Yeah. And his pro was... Punk the, was on it. Yeah. His, his rookie was Darren Young. And... Mrs. Uh, Pro was not Mrs. Mrs. Rookie was Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan was was the rookie, and everybody was just like, "You can't believe you're calling Bryan Danielson Daniel Bryan, and you're saying his pros the Miz like he could wrestle circles around him." And it's true, especially especially at that time with the Miz. Like, oh yeah, the God. Miz was not was not even close to what he is now. Like, he wasn't at all. It's just wild to think that like that's like the the way they were going. And like from night one, he had an awesome like ten minute match against Chris Jericho, who at the time was the world heavyweight champion. And did the scariest dive of all time. Jesus like he just did, dove, did dove. a suicide dive to the outside and I think was a little amped up and just went back first into the announce table oh. from the dive, like in the air. On in, on the on NXT? Like Yeah, NXT used to just be like in the main roster arenas. Oh, okay. That's what, yeah. Back when it was just a game show, a weird, weird reality show. But they had some wrestling? Yes. Mm. So you could call it that. And yeah. you wrestled Chris Jericho on it. Yeah, like a lot of the guys gotcha. are, were very good. But he was <laughs> phenomenal. Kind of feels like a Chris Jericho thing, saying like, hey, I want to wrestle that guy. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, he went back and was like, this guy's great. Mm. And everybody just kept like, just loving him as a person. Um so then he was eliminated in NXT, and then all the NXT rookies, they created the Nexus and came. Barrett won, right? Yeah, yeah. Wade Barrett won. And they came and just ran roughshod on everything. It was such a cool angle. Like, there was no commentary. Like, they started tearing up the ring. Like, it felt like, like you know it wasn't real, but it was like that takeover, like, NWOS type thing where mm. they're just wreaking so much havoc. Like, and it was against awesome. Cena. Which... It was against Cena, Punk, Lou uh, Gallows. Like, they just went and just destroyed everything, and, like... Wait, I thought they were part of Nexus. Later on. Later oh, okay, on, okay. On. Nexus is a, just a whole mess. Yeah. Okay, okay. The, probably the biggest failed angle of all time. This should have been so... Invasion, but yeah. Yeah. They're, they're tied. Yeah. Because <laughs> they both failed to do anything. Uh, 
So, but in the whole melee, he got fired. Because he choked the ring announcer, Justin Roberts, with his tie. And there was a apparently a rule saying you can't do that. Hmm. And for the sponsors, they, Vince McMahon just cut him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. like a, oh, okay. He, that's why he really got fired? Was yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, I see. And so, with that, uh, he was just like, okay, whatever. Boom, start doing indies again. Wrestled against, you know, guys like John Moxley. Wrestled at Dragon Gate USA. Like, just started just hitting his indies again. He's like, you know what? I'll just hit the ground running. They convinced uh, Vince to bring him back. So, in SummerSlam, he was brought back uh, to, instead of The Miz, he was brought back on Team Cena to beat the Nexus, where Cena, like, single-handedly beat the Nexus. After no-selling, getting DDT'd on concrete. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, the ultimate burial of Thanks, all Cena. time. Like, it's the ultimate example of the, like, LOL, Cena wins It really thing. is. Because, yeah. like, and else, there's a lot of rumors that Cena's the one who, like... Like they were, he was supposed to lose, and he changed the finish. Like he, oh, he told like them, like, strong armed it. Like yeah, he, and then like even like Edge and Jericho both said like, we told them we shouldn't do this finish. And and Cena's actually like I've heard him say that he like definitely regrets that. Like yeah, in hindsight. Yeah, he like I feel like Cena. This is a little tangent. Mm. Like he went from being like the super cocky guy. To getting humbled somewhere along the line, maybe when he got all this fame. Yeah, I mean, he grew up. No, yeah. I, I think what it was, he wasn't scared of his spot anymore. Okay, that makes sense. He doesn't have to worry about his spot being taken anymore. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And so, like, um, like for him, he's just like, oh, pff, I don't care. Yeah, he, he really doesn't care right now. But no, <laughs> no yeah, he seems. And so, um. From there, he went and kind of floated around for a while. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan floated around for a while. He won the U.S. title from The Miz, which was really cool. But from there, he didn't really do anything with it. Kind of just lost. Got lost in the shuffle. Had a weird angle where he was dating the Bella Twins. Both of them? Yeah. Mm. And also Gail Kim. Eventually, AJ Lee. <laughs> Ladies man Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. This is this is a fun fact. So he's married to Nikki Bella in real life. Brie Bella. Brie Bella. Really? Yes. Yeah. Nikki is John Cena's this fiance. Is, Wikipedia's wrong. <laughs> Wikipedia says Nikki. No, it says Brianna. Oh, that's family. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking Nicole? at it weird. So it says family. <laughs> it says <laughs> John Laurinaitis is his stepfather-in-law, yeah. which yes. is true. I'm a stepfather. But that's such Daniel a weird Ryan. stepfather-in-law. That's no, it's not. No relation. No I'm, real relation. I'm related to you. No, you're I'd not. I'd like it if you called me dad, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, call me dad. Will you not call me Daniel? That's my fake name. Daniel. Daniel. I, you're I being totally bored. Your wife's mom. Hey. I'm gonna go upstairs and screw Bree's mom. Isn't that wild? That's pretty cool. So I have some skin on me, brother. All right. Bad. Man, fake John Laurinaitis sucks as much as real John Laurinaitis. No, he doesn't. Impossible. I just miss the dynamic dudes. I'm right here. It's radical. There's two of us here. That's two dudes. Just watch it. And we're dynamic. Old men skate to the ring. Hell, he, he wasn't that old. Talking about Shane Douglas, the other dynamic dude, <laughs> my partner in shredding. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to Debray. From what? there, he just kind of floated around, and randomly, he won the Money in the Bank. 
And at this point, was the fucking fingers up yes thing a thing at all? No. No. The yes movement has. He not just like would walk yet. down to the ring, put like one hand up, like I'm wrestler. Everybody's like, "Yeah, we like you. <laughs> you just seem like a good dude." Yeah. So he wins money in the bank. People were kind of stoked because, like, 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 why, uh, like, why are they putting it on him? At that point, nobody had really lost yet from having it. Yeah, I remember watching that match, and all the announcers are just like, or not. I can't remember who Michael was exactly, Cole, who's just pissed that he's there. Yeah, Michael Cole and him had beef. Yeah. But yeah, so that happened. Which was really cool, I thought. Um, he beat he beat it. Um, he beat was it Mark Henry or the Big Show? Because they had a weird chairs match. Uh, yeah, the, the giant chairs. Yes, the big chairs. I believe <laughs> it was Mark Henry, but I don't remember yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was yeah a chairs match between Big Show and Mark Henry using big chairs. <laughs> they used big chairs. Where did they get big? Yeah, chairs? like like they the look, under the ring. Do they look like the same steel chairs, but just on a larger scale? But like. If you didn't know Mark Henry and Big Show were as big as they are, you'd think they're normal chairs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they are like equivalently large chairs. I kind of want some of those. I got I got a big butt. And da- wait, Daniel Bryan got in the mix with those big ass chairs? Well, like after the match he cashed in, like uh, on whoever was the champion. Yeah. And That's won- about it. And he won the cash in? Yeah. And it was yeah. for the world heavyweight title, so the, the secondary world title. Yeah, and so it was really cool, though, because that's when he started his yes thing. Okay. Was with that. Because then he would treat any type, any, time, any type of victory, he would celebrate like it was the biggest thing in the world. He stole it, actually, from a UFC fighter. Oh, fuck, who was it? it well, I don't remember who it was. It doesn't matter. Hmm. It was some... Ugh, it's going to bug me. I'll look it up later. <laughs> um, he stole from a UFC fighter who just kind of did it, like, a little bit. Well, he went over the top with it. So people just really got behind him with that because it was just fun. And then when people got behind it, since he was a heel, he started doing no. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is oh, my Oh, yeah, because people mm-hmm. would chant yes and he'd do the no. No, no. Yeah. And so with that, he ends up in the very famous eight-second match or whatever against Sheamus. And with that, he gets beat in eight seconds. Damn. Or was it 18 seconds? I think it's 18 seconds yeah. because, like, but, like, more than half of that is him making out with AJ Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets beat. In the opener of WrestleMania, too. Like, the and they match. wanted that to be, um, like, Sheamus' launching point. Like, look how good Sheamus is. Well, everybody just mm-hmm. kept guessing. And, and wanted Daniel Bryan. And that was also, like, Sheamus having won the Royal Rumble to be in that match. Like, yeah, like, just massive push for Sheamus. Oh, wow. So people really started getting into Daniel Bryan around then because they just saw how hard he worked and how good he was in the ring. He was connecting with the yes and no, and everybody was having fun with it. And so this is kind of like where the meteoric rise starts is right there for him. Um, what happens after that is he forms Team Hell No mm-hmm. with Kane, which has some of the, like... The WWE, therapy promos? They're so good. Yeah. And it's Anger like, management, is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. And, like, WWE has never been... The best at doing comedy. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this hit so well because Daniel was so good. Kane's like deadpan. Mm-hmm. Kane is really good at being like the deadpan, like straight man for like comedic stuff, like throughout his career. Because, like, when they're like, introduce yourself in the circle, he's like, I am the devil's favorite demon. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and like, oh my, go a little big history. Well, I had some trouble with my one of my ex-girlfriends. I repeatedly killed my brother. Uh, I've killed my father. <laughs> I just went through like all these different things. And it's, and he's like, uh, uh, 
He t- he's like, I, for some reason, have an obsession with Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, he went through, like, all these, like, wacky things about, like, shocking Shane McMahon's testicles. And, yeah. like, having, like, the whole baby angle with Lita. Just, like, an open circle. Like, yeah, just, like, an introduce yourself circle. Yeah. He basically did what I pitched at for my, like, kayfabe talk show, like, show yeah. for the network. It was yeah. so good. Like, so, it was him and... The guy, Harold, who is a wrestler, uh, Scorpio, uh, fucking Scorpio Sky, and then Dr. Shelby really, like, sold those those skits. And, like, Daniel Bryan and Kane became tag team champions. Mm-hmm. And even held it to that, like, that mania the next year. They still were tag team champions. Mm-hmm. It was great. Like, they were really good. But people really wanted to see Daniel Bryan, like, come up because, like, when you're just that entertaining and just almost like that, just like you just see him, you just tell how much he loves what he does when he's in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like his passion, it's just, it's just very infectious. And you just like, you want to get like involved and get behind him. Cause you can see like this upswell of like everybody just loving him. But WWE trying to just kind of curtail that. Like, no, no, no. You don't love him. You love Seamus. So kind of like the opposite of like the John Cena thing where John Cena got this sort of organic rise but WWE was like yeah fucking run with it. Yeah. With Daniel Bryan it was happening but they were like no not this guy. They are like no this isn't the guy. This isn't the guy. Guys what are you doing? And so um, everything kept happening so like, yeah. was left out of the Royal Rumble. Left like, out of the Royal Rumble. Got Rey Mysterio booed for coming out of 30 and not Daniel yeah. Bryan. Well, it was, that, it was that, that SummerSlam where he won the belt against John Cena, like, the next year. And mm. Randy Orton was the money bank holder. He beat John Cena clean of the ring. Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Like, before that, I want to say CM Punk was the only person that had beat him. And, like, in years. Like that. And so he beats him, and then... They screw him out of the title, and then everybody like was so deflated because they kept bringing up this like, "Oh, you're a B plus player," and they tried to push off his yes to the Big Show. There was a Survivor Series of that year where it was Big Show versus Orton, and Big Show was doing yes chance. Mm. They were trying Jesus. so hard to get him, like, to get the spotlight off him. They're like, "No, no, no! Like, this isn't your time." And Punk at the time who's still at the company, was just livid with his storylines. And, like, like in his infamous meeting where he left, he was like, he's like, this year is Brian's year, like, last year was, or, like, like 2011 was mine, and 2012 was mine. This is bullshit. He deserves to be in the spot. And one of the only reasons that Daniel Bryan got the spot that he did in this in the Mania, in WrestleMania 30, is because Punk walked out. Mm. Damn. Because they still weren't going to do it. They never wanted to pull the trigger, like Zach said. He got left out of the rumble. Well, and he, then he got eliminated in that one. In like, 2015. Yeah, like. But people just wanted him. They, I had not heard the crowd reactions that he was getting every week. Just this, like this visceral reaction from everybody, from the smarts to just little kids to just like every single person in that arena was on their feet yesing when he'd come to the ring. Mm. They had him join the Wyatt family uh, before his title win and everything. Because he had been having a feud with Bray Wyatt. Hmm. And he joined for a few weeks. And he had a cage match. It was a tag team cage match, which they lost. Was it against the Rhodes Brothers? I think so. I don't remember. It was sure, something like that. I remember like all the stuff after it more than the actual. Yeah, same here. And they lost. And he turns on Bray Wyatt and reveals like he has his gear under it. And like it's the biggest crowd reaction that you'll ever see. 
like in like the last like 10 years mm. it's like people, that and like zach Ryder winning the ic belt yeah. at mania like or dolph ziggler cashing in yeah like it's like stuff like that and so when he turns in turns on bray wyatt like the crowd's going nuts he's yesing at the top of the cage at the end of it and like he even slows it down and it's so wild so everybody's just like yes like and then he finally wins the title and gets the moment at WrestleMania where he beats Triple H, then he beats Orton and Batista. Yeah, because like the hand-picked guys. That was the thing is like he had to beat Triple H, and if he beat Triple H, he could then be in the main event at Mania. They they that finally realized that they weren't going to be able to get away from these reactions because people were turning on shows. People were just like it was in Seattle, so that's where he's from. Okay. He had this, um, they had this championship ascension ceremony because they were about to combine the belts into one. And so it was, they brought all the champions that they had and they brought in other guys too, like Bret Hart and all these other people. And they're like, okay, we're about to put, put the titles up on the thing and raise it up to the top because the next time you see these belts are going to be, you know, fought for, it's going to be one person holding them. Well, Seattle hijacked the show and made it all about Daniel Bryan. Damn. And, like, they couldn't get away. They're like, oh, that's just Seattle. That happened everywhere they went. Yeah. Wow. They just were chanting for Daniel Bryan. They shit on that Randy Orton-John Cena match that happened. At, I think it was at TLC. Mm. Or was yeah. that Rumble? I I don't remember. I've only, I've seen, like, it comes up in, like, every Botchamania, like, compilation. <laughs> the, because they, they don't the know what to do. And then they boo. Yeah, mm. like it's like they start the match and they start booing. They start chanting Daniel Bryan. They start chanting for anything else. Yeah, and Randy Jesus. and John get like pissed like, at it. Like, and they're they're just because they're like they're trying to work, and then you just see they're like we don't know what to do. Like, yeah, two guys that you know ha- both have like yeah like thirteen and sixteen <laughs> world titles now that like. They know how to handle a crowd. They didn't know how to handle that crowd. That's wild. Yeah, because what do you, what do you do at that point? You know, how do you how do you get past that? Yeah, like you really don't. Yeah, you have a really weird bad match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just a really. Yeah, odd it seems match. like it'd be impossible to have like a good match because I mean the crowd is such a huge part of mm-hmm. it that. Uh, that that'd be rough. That's rough going. For like me. your job is to make them happy, and if they're upset the whole time, it's their your job to make them happy up. or upset. But when they come in upset about something else and don't care about yeah. what you're doing, and that crowd was so loud that even John couldn't call spots over it. So <laughs> that's saying <laughs> that's, that's very loud. loud. <laughs> and so he won the title there, and like had like his big moment, like the most inspirational moment, probably like. In WWE history, like yeah, it was. So I mean, good. if you like, just look at all of it, like the crowd reaction to it, like this his story, and like even like there's the con like Connor's there, like that's oh that was Connor that McCulloch, yeah, oh. yeah, of, of you know Connor's cure from like yeah, fame Connor now, the like Connor, Connor the Crusher, like he's there, the most, like, like heart wrenching video you'll ever watch, yeah, mm-hmm. and then like celebrates he with his two sister extra weeks yeah. because Daniel Bryan, yeah, like talked to him, yeah, yeah. and like then God. like. Afterwards, celebrated with his sister and like his like niece or nephew, like I think it's his nieces. Like after the after he wins the match too, like every single thing about it is like the most inspirational moment. Yeah, and then WWE. like everything kind of went downhill for him. Like he got married, took a week off. His dad passed away. Damn. Then like the next month, his neck finally gave out. Mm. And in his like one championship feud that he got was with Kane, and it wasn't good. Like, yeah. 
Damn. And so from there, it's like he finally comes back, is in the Rumble the next year. And he gets tossed out like nothing. Cause... And then, right after he gets eliminated, Goldust comes in, whose Titantron says, Shattered Dreams Productions, <laughs> as they're trolling the crowd. Fuck. And so, that happens. And then he goes on and wins the tit- Intercontinental title in a great ladder match of Mania. And he was saying, I want to make this uh, title, the Intercontinental title, what it used to be. I want to make this... Because that was like Brett's title for a while. Worker, the worker, it's the, it's the worker's belt. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the guys who um, who are big workers, like they're the ones that get that. Yeah. The guys who are going to go out there and put on the, the big matches. And so they did that. Yeah. Um, after that, he has a match against Sheamus and gets a concussion. And the symptoms won't go away. Mm. And... They retold him after it was in a tour in Europe. It's like, if you get another concussion before that, like, you got to tell him. you got to come clean about your history because he had had post-concussion seizures before. And so we mm-hmm. told him, and so they held him off. And their doctor won't clear him. And so at that point, he had to retire, mm-hmm. which happened two years ago. It was such a... It was, like, very heartbreaking watching because you can tell, like, all he wanted to do was fucking wrestle again. Yeah. He's in that ring. Well, he's also, he's young. Yeah, like, think, well, 34 at the time? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he just, like, in there, and he's, like, like just saying, like, all I ever wanted to do was be a pro wrestler. And, like, his real main run at the top didn't really get to happen. Yeah. No. Like, but he has, like, multiple world titles, and all of the reigns aren't what they should have been. No. Like... Like yeah, just none of the stuff. Like none of the times when he got there ended up being what it should have been. Yeah, that brings it back a little bit too to uh, the uh, SmackDown this last week when they were when Shane and Daniel were in the ring together, and he was like, "Look, Daniel, I know you want nothing more than to be in this ring again, like yeah, to have them like, say tease. it in front of the crowd, people crowd fucking losing it for him." Oh yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, yeah, it's like, don't fucking tease us. I want Daniel Bryan in the ring like, so don't bad. Don't do that. But it's also like, if, of course, like, if he's cleared to do it. Yeah. But I want him in there so goddamn bad. I do yeah. too. It's like, oh, I want It's crazy because, like, I don't remember most of those matches. I've just seen moments of him. Oh, yeah, I, I missed all of it. Everything I've but seen you, about him. You can just look at him and know how important he was to the business. Yeah. Like, and like it's insane. Like, I missed, like, that wasn't, none of his run was, like, when I was watching. Like, he retired Same. shortly before I started watching again. Yeah. But, like, in, like, a lot of that stuff, I have not cared to go back and, like, like rewatch, like, a lot of the stuff from the eras that I've missed, I'm kind of glad I missed. Like, if I was gonna miss, if I was gonna miss any eras, like I'm kind of glad I missed the one I did. But like him and like Punk and like the Shield, like there's a few things that I've gone back and like really watched yeah. most of, and like his is like one of them. Yeah, like it's worth going through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Daniel Brown rocks. Uh, check him just just check him out and like as far as his legacy goes like I was thinking about this when we were talking about how like no they weren't bringing in indie guys at the time like Mm -hmm. him and Punk are like the guys the guys that like showed WWE that it was like worth doing and it took them a few more years after it because yeah in like probably in Vince's head he got burned by both of them in different ways like Punk walked out and Brian wasn't sustainable but I think you know Triple H and other people like in talent relations and stuff like saw like no this is good and then once Triple H hated Punk 
Yeah. Oh, he hated punk, but he also saw like the <laughs> like personally, right? Yeah. He personally, but he also saw the viability of the indie guy. Like, yes, like and you can tell. Well, I mean, NXT. Yeah. yeah. NXT is like his fantasy booking. Yeah. yeah. So like those, like it took a few more years, but like the reason why we have NXT the way it is now, and the reason why we have Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, like all Miles these guys, like Cole, like yeah, AJ Styles, like the top guys, like yeah, the in top the guys WWE. Now, or all indie guys. Indie well, guys or like Roman. But. Yeah. Or like new yeah, it's like indie guys and, you know, New Japan guys, like stuff like that, like are because of Daniel Bryan. Like probably mostly Daniel Bryan because Triple H like Yeah. You know, respects him more than Punk. But it's <laughs> yeah. Punk and Punk yeah. and Daniel he Bryan. Hated punk. Yeah. Like people like, I don't know, but people know he Punk brought people back into it well, i wouldn't watch wrestling if cm punk didn't exist well like, like, i feel like we'll see him punk too like vince i think for some i had this weird like vince likes weird guys well he also he had the vince rub like stone cold did right yeah and so like vince like i think liked it but triple h didn't and, like a lot of like he rubbed the writers the wrong way i mean michael hayes on um Punk's DVD, which is a really good documentary. Yeah, you he, still have. I won't borrow it. Yeah, I won't watch it again. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Um, he said he's like Punk. He's a you know, great wrestler, but he could be a real moody prick. <laughs> they yeah. say that on WWE TV. Yeah. Well, he blocks people all the time. Yeah, I, can, I think it's true. He's just like a hard person to like work with. Mm, yeah. Like, I think he like you know has a very specific way of looking at things, and it's gotten him to where he is. And like it's worked really well for him, and like, mm-hmm. and if but, you don't if you don't look at the way he, like things the way he does, you're out of here. Yeah, it's my world, motherfuckers. Yeah, um, yeah. So check him out. Let's wrap this up. Daniel Bryan's retirement literally made me cry, though. Yeah, it's. I didn't watch the video today at work because I was like, I don't want to watch this right now. Mm. Um, well, at Wrestle Kingdom 13, he's going to have a great match. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that made me cry. Edge's retirement made me cry. Ric Flair's retirement. Everybody's retirement's like, well, these guys you can tell love the business. Like, like Roman's will. No, God, no. Mark Henry's <laughs> retirement. Mark Henry's fake retirement is the Made me cry best. laughing. It was the best thing. He's got a lot left in the tank. <laughs> Salmon jacket. But no, like, the, like their retirement, like, it just hits this because, like, they shed the skin of being a character and wrestler, mm-hmm. and you see them for the people and, like, like the passion that they really hold for that. Mm-hmm. And with those two, especially Edge and Daniel Bryan, they got forced out before it was their time. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, Edge wanted to retire in a few years, but, like, I want, like, it had been great for, like, him to be able to give the rub to a couple more guys. Yeah. And, like, Daniel Bryan, like, just imagine him versus Shinsuke now. Yeah. Him versus AJ now. Oh, Him fuck. versus Roddy. Him yeah. versus, like, all these crop of NXT guys coming up. Like, it makes me, like, salivate thinking, like, how good it could be. Yeah. You are literally drooling right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan rocks. Um, check him out. He's, yeah. he's wonderful. Let's, let's close it out. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at pump cheese 69. I, uh, had to change my name because I took a shot of pump cheese at a bowling alley. Why and were you doing that? Isai. No, like I have like, who told Wait, did you? you put your mouth under the pump cheese or no, did you put it in a Taylor pump? Raymond, shout out, um, bought beer for a bunch of people and then came with a sh- with a side of nacho cheese because it was free <laughs> and i was like you know this is going to waste and i can't just dip my finger in it so i just took a shot and that's my my like 
That's who I really am. That's, that's your life now. I'm a pump mm-hmm. cheese lover. Wait, oh wait, did the free cheese come with the beers he bought for people? It just, it was just, it's just a loose oh, cheese okay. machine like at a gas station. I, thought, I imagine he came through with a tray it. of beer and then one small <laughs> ramekin. No, of... that's exactly what it was. It was. It's an amuse bouche. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so just. But like, I go through phases where I eat a lot of nacho cheese, and so I changed my Instagram name to Pump Cheese Sixty Nine. And I get real wild, so I You're, haven't gotten that wild. You are, cheese. you are the living version of the Leaning Tower of Cheese, a guy. Yeah, Polly Shore in a Goofy movie. Uh, Great role. Cheese. The Leaning Tower of Cheese. Uh, I guess it makes sense. Um, on Twitter, at Oster Coaster. Um, that's it for me. I'm at Wrestle Drums on the internet. Nice. My dog is at Zeno Pupperino on Instagram. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's it, huh? Uh, oh, nope. If you're in town, February 19th, that town being Boise, Idaho, February 19th, my band Red Hands Black Feet is playing with a sick sick band called Holy Fawn and a sick local band called Midnight Legs Marathon Lungs at the uh, Olympic nice. here in Boise on the 19th. Cool. Rad. Super great times. And that following Friday... Other band Urban Outfielders is playing a house show in Nampa. Hell yeah. Hit me up on the internet. House shows rock. We'll get you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at KFabeDad, at Instagram nice. at My Chemical Dad Pants. Great name. Woo. Great name. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, WrestleBoysCast at, on Instagram at GenuineWrestleBoys. I uh, also just like to. Uh, Look, that both, Matt, Matt, both of your bands got into Tree Fort? Tree Fort, yeah. Double time. Yeah, Matt's, both of his bands are going to be in Tree Fort, as well as my band. Those yeah. all got announced nice. at the same time this week. So. Yeah, hell yeah. Mine, yeah. mine and Eastside's band, But Magic, will be playing 2019. Hell yeah, shout out short, short list. Uh, I was actually just thinking about this. If you guys ever want to start a, a wrestling band, can we call it Sam and Jacket? Yes. Sick. 100%. Just have Mark Henry be our logo. Do that Blink-182 <laughs> thing, like Sam and Jacket. <laughs> There we go. I'm so mad. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all my stuff. Um, follow me. Everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. Everything is all right. And if you walk away, I'll guarantee you won't find no one, nobody else like me. Or you can follow me online at Duckshirt. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Uncle Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for finally getting it, Oster. It took you that long. It took you saying it because I, I hate Uncle Cracker. Apparently not that much. Oh, I like his, what's his, he does a cover of that. Like, Give me the beat, boys. Be my song. I want to get lost in your rock and roll. You know, that song like softly rocks. <laughs> just like, every time I hear it, I just bob my head. Man, like, I am so glad that I now have that audio clip to pull and use whenever I want. <laughs> Man, that song softly rocks. <laughs> the real one, not the Uncle Cracker one. No, you like the Uncle Cracker version. No. What's your I'm, favorite type of cracker before we leave? Oh, I like the club like butter ass crackers. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm a chicken and biscuits boy. Sometimes Ooh. they're too chickeny. I, I'm Sometimes just I'm a big I'm a big cheese it fan. But if we're just going like plain crackers, it's the club. Club yeah. club I mean, and cheese its are like kind of. The, I mean, Ritz are fucking they're dope, wonderful. But mm. I like a good Triscuit too. I don't Ooh, know. Oh, Triscuits are great. You know? I think of those as plaid crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think for sure. Of those as dry mouth. Right, that's like a plate for some sort of cheese or cream cheese or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a, I'd rather have a wheat thin than a triscuit. Wow, you can get out of here. <laughs> yeah, whoa. 
Sorry. Fuck Waco. Fuck That song softly rocks. I don't think I don't think that's that hot of a take. Triscuits from trash. <laughs> that's a hot take. Oh what, just weed thins and Pepsi on a fucking Friday night or something? Is that how we rock? Sounds like a party Does Bron just leave like a bunch of like weed thins in the Pepsi dumpster? Yo. You left just some box up top. You eat a Triscuit. I know they're your favorite. For like a fucking hour. They don't get stuck on your fingies. You know, you get a nice little bite. Wait, let me uh, take this up a gross step. You guys know how pudding gets the like film? That's like the film for the Pepsi dumpster. It's just a bone. Oh, thing. it's just it's a a layer of wheat. wet wait wet wheat. Thins. Like instead uh, of like instead of fizz, it's just real wheat thinny. Yeah. God, this sucks. This like my fake life is garbage. Yeah, yeah it's like, garbage. Pepsi. Hmm? There's a giant dumpster full of Pepsi. Like Roman Reigns, you're garbage. <laughs> you put me in the dumpster full of Pepsi. Now I'm sticky like my fingies. <laughs> the sticky. We should get Braun to come on the show. Hey Braun, you should come on the show. <laughs> yeah. We get hey Adam. Adam. Braun. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for nothing, chumps. Oh. He's like heel turn. I'm, I'm a 90s bully. Uh, <laughs> little dudes. <laughs> little dudes. Uh, WrestleBoys316 says go see Black Panther this weekend, Wakanda forever. That song like softly rocks.